Welcome, MG Squad. Welcome back. My name is Alan, aka Obsidian Fury, trademark pending, and I am today's host for the podcast. Hopefully, everyone is staying inside and staying safe. This is season two. Today, we'll be discussing people of color creating their own communities within a given creative space. We'll also be going over what we do, what we do, and what we've been doing since you last saw her from us and also giving you some gaming news. But first, let's start by introducing ourselves in case this is your first time listening. So let's start with you, Anzi. Hello everyone, my name is Anzi or Annabelle and I'm the founder of Manaline Gamers. Welcome in. Um, let's go to you, Laura. Hi, I'm Laura and uh, I work with Donovan here on some of the creative marketing side of things. And uh, I assist with marketing advice as well. Coco and Donovan. I, I am Donovan. I am the creative producer over at Melanin Gamers, and I make the digital assets on the website and the socials. For the record, I don't think I introduced myself. My, my name is Alan, and I'm podcast lead, and I'm also the researcher for Melanin Gamers. All the panels that you see is normally what I do. But that's kind of mad. I didn't introduce myself. But anyway, let's go on to the, um, <laughs> our guests for today. Today, we have Blowdover, we have Buna, and we also have Nerdspace. So thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. If I could just start with you, Blurredover. Uh, baby boy, baby girls, what's good? It's your boy, SKIP.88 here from Blurred Over here on this awesome podcast. How y'all doing? It is there early, and I'm feeling big. <laughs> <laughs> good to see you. And let's go to BJ. What's good, everybody? My name is BJ Bunny 3000 I am the founder of Black Nerds Play, as well as the Shaded Pixels podcast, and glad to be here. How's it going? This is D at FTO Nerd Talk. Glad to be here. It's fun. It's a good time hanging out with you guys again. Yes, it's nice to have you. Now that we've introduced all the guests, and let's go on to recent gaming news and updates of what's been happening in the in the gaming universe. So, firstly, the first update is. Knockout City, the dodgeball game that was recently released by EA. Anzi, I know you're playing, I think it was on the 2nd of April that you're playing for EA. How was that like? Because I heard the game was yeah, it was really, It was really fun game and we had a really good time. A few of the Melanin gamers also have the game. I think it's going to be a really great game when it releases on, in I think, May the 18th or something. Mm. Um, right now, it's just a free beta that everyone can try out. And it was just so much fun. And we were having, I think it will be a really good community game. Um, I don't think I've ever played a dodgeball game before as a game. Yeah, in in real life, of course I have. But this would be my first time ever seeing a dodgeball game. And we had a lot of fun with it. And it was a really, really nice experience. Now, when I was growing up, dodgeball games got violent. It was bloodshed. Yeah, it needed to be drawn. That's just how it goes. Like, we stopped mm. using balls. We just started using chairs. So, it got wild. So, yeah. But, you know, Northwest London's public school. So, yeah, obviously. But, yeah, it got wild. But anyway, as long as keeping PG. But, um, yeah. So, um, nice. On to the next um, the big game that's just come out. Um, I think on the 1st of April, Outriders just dropped. and. I've I've done a, I'm gonna do a review on it, but I know that this is like the next. This is on a lot of people's calendars, and is anybody thinking of getting this game? This is for anyone. If anybody, wants to get this game. <laughs> I just I need a breakdown of the game because people are telling me about it. I don't even know what it is. Can somebody please go into detail for me? What is that? I got you. It's basically um, it's a game that was developed by the studio People Can Fly. They also developed. I don't know if you remember back in the day there was this game called um um oh, what's it called where you can kick people and it's 
I know it. Could be a lot of games where you can kick people. That was one of the mechanics of the game where you can kick people and then it had like um bullets. Ooh, I'm in. Yeah. Kick them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um it's called Bulletstorm. That was the game that Nether people. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. So basically this game is um it's basically like destiny like it's got that role-playing mm. action with um you got a lot of guns you've got a lot of enemies and you basically and it's got that feel of working in a team where okay. there's a lot of um online kind of um, interplay where you get a team together then you go out and you just mow things down basically and you've got abilities but basically this is um it's published by square enix so they've got their own brand on it as well and it's so far they it was basically it's a big game in everybody's calendar they were looking forward to and it's i think it's one of the first games that's come out that's triple a release so everybody's um hoping this does well so they can what you call it go forward from there but big game loads of people love it and i'm personally gonna do a review on it and see how it goes because i know that people are gonna want to be talking about this this come especially with their with anthem the server's closing now for Anthem. I think a lot of people are going to flood this game. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you, everybody's mm. just hungry for a game period this year. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm. So I know that that's going to be on people's minds. So I think that's what's going to give it some success. But, you know, that's just my personal opinion on the matter. But on to something I know Anzi is going to, what you call it, um, is going to, She's not. Gonna, she's gonna chew me out if I didn't mention it. But um, <laughs> GTA Five gave ten thousand dollars to an independent coder for solving an issue for long load up times for GTA Five. Oh wow! It's mm. yeah, really cool. Like, yeah, like uh, the backstory is that the GTA Online modder called his well his tag is well he or she the tag is called Toast, and they basically reduced <laughs> the yeah, yeah I, I, why not? But they reduced the loading screen time by seventy percent on GTA Online the PT version. So. I first heard of this and I saw that the entire blog and I was like, I don't know whether they'll take it seriously or not, but apparently it reached all the way to Rockstar and they said it checked out and they thanked the modder and then they've got like a, what you call it, um, like a bug detection um, bounty where it's like if you find bugs in the game, they give you money for um, flagging it and then basically through some legal mumbo jumbo, they managed to give him $10,000. So Anna, what are we saying? Are we not going to... What you call it? Stop breaking into these games. <laughs> but here's, here's um, my thing. I, like, uh, GTA Five came out 2013, and mm. shouldn't we be talking about like a part six by now? Yeah, we've, we've mentioned that before. That's uh, wondering when that number six is going to come out. Mm. Oh yeah, I mean, they've been working on it for a few years. I heard about that. Mm. I don't know, not, but you know, Rockstar—they they put their all into it. So mm-hmm. it, when it comes, when it drops, it, it's going to be, be heavy and big. Yeah, oh, yeah it's going to be spicy when it drops. I don't. Everybody's I mean, talking what? about part six. I'm like, where's my bully two? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm, saying, I'm not gonna lie, I wouldn't mind that either. If we if yeah, right, take them there. back, take them back. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure bully two would not work in today's. <laughs> in a council oh, culture, so you got a point. <laughs> oh no, that was a good I game get, back in the day. I want to get y'all count. I want to get y'all counsel. Just like, oh, they talking about bully too? Nope, we not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Um, as much as council culture exists, I don't think that GTA fans were too. They're too diehard. They are ride or die rock star. They do not care. They're like, yeah. give me anything and everything. <laughs> they do not care. They don't care who cancels who. They don't care. 
That's right. Hot coffee, baby. The game. Do it. We've gone from GTA 6 to hot coffee, the game. Let's go. Let's get this done. I'm all in. Um, sorry, trying to keep it PG. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, don't Google me. that. Don't Google that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just coffee. It's just yeah. coffee. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Exactly. That's <laughs> if you, uh, I'll, okay, I'll leave it like this. If you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, recently, I wouldn't say recently, but about at the end of March, um, the Snyder Cut was released and people were, it's a four and a half hour segment and people are talking about it because Ooh. it's lit. That's all. That's it's lit. It's the story is more fleshed out. The characters are more fleshed out. I mean, let's not even go into that because I feel like it deserves its own podcast. To be mm. honest, um, the whole Snyder Cut. Um, oh, we have already mentioned this. Look, I'll keep it like this. It took them four hours to repair yeah. a trash movie. And yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, look, if you got four I'm hours to spend. <laughs> to be like, oh, okay, no. now it makes sense. Then, okay. Cool. <laughs> 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 Can you really call it a repair if they just like redid the entire film? Like, it yeah, was, pretty it was much. a brand new film, pretty much. But I'm Basically. saying, like, if you have four hours, any movie can be good. Like, if I mean, you can't have a good movie, I've four hours. Really <laughs> I've seen some really bad films. Like I've seen some really bad show. films, yeah. but yeah, I think, uh, yeah. I think you're kind of taking the mech with four hours. Yeah. Does it have an hour at the end where the director sits down and discusses the points? Is is that like a feature? Is that why it's so I long? I watch that film as well. If it was 10 hours, I'd still be that oh. good. It's not yeah, a film. I'm sitting there watching it. I want the director to It's not it. a film. It's an experience. It's an experience. If they, yeah, they, they would have did this, if they would have did this way before, they could. this movie could have competed with the Avengers. All the Marvel movies. It would have easily, easily agreed. Okay, uh, hold on, hold on. Put a big I told you it could be its own podcast. No, no, no. End game. Twenty-two movies. All right. Before it got there, okay. No one, two Batman letters. Where where's? Whoa, hold on. I can't hear DC slander in this. <laughs> Look, I love them. Just saying, though, all of Marvel managed to keep it to single films, not experiences. Yeah, I love the experience. Experience is what gets me. We don't do things like other people. DC is different. Evidently. <laughs> that way <laughs> different comics. That's what it stands for. And see, okay, maybe you're right. So this could be all. Sorry? This it is definitely so all. Mm-hmm. Why, yeah, this could why be... wouldn't Sorry? Warner Brothers keep going with it? With the with the Zodiverse, they say they don't want to go with it keep going forward. But you see what it did; they want to cancel. I said, "Dude, did y'all y'all never gonna compete with Marvel the way y'all doing DC movies? That is mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. terrible." But y'all did this the mm-hmm. right way. Yeah, if y'all would have did, did this in the beginning, they would be on the same level as our Marvel movies, but they don't want to go forward with it in their, in this universe. That's why we need to restore the Snyderverse. Just want to put that there. Right. Restore the Snyderverse. Okay, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe this could have been a different podcast because we're going to get way off track if we're just going to be talking about it. Yeah, that's why I'm not saying anything. I can keep going. I can go on and on about this whole topic. Okay, let's go on to the next piece of news. Let's go on to the next piece of news because I know that a lot of people, I don't know whether this is going to be a sleeper or not, but there's this new anime that I came across. It's called Yasuke. Where basically it's anime that that's depicting the life of the first black samurai to ever appear in Japan. 
Oh, wow. I saw the no. trailer. It looked yeah. pretty fire. Um, let me show you who's doing it. So we got the show creator, uh, LaShawn Thomas. He's the one that did Black Diamond. And he did the Boondocks, right? Ooh. Yeah. The director is um, Takeshi Koik, who did Lupin the Third, right? Wow. And the studio behind it is the one that does, did, that does Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, uh, wait. Is it uh, Studio Mappa, is it? Yeah, Studio Mappa. That's a really good lineup. Yes. That's right. Don't mess it up. (laughs) (laughs) But it's coming on Netflix. It's coming on Netflix April 29th. So just keep Mm. that date. But right now, um, I knew about um, Yasuke because um, I played another game called Noir 2, which explored, um, like, uh, it was called the Obsidian Samurai. And that one, I was like, yo, who's this black samurai? And how come I'm finding about him? A little bit of research into him. But yeah, it's it's legit. It's actual historical fact. There was a black, dark-skinned samurai in japan and i need i need more i need more cult fiction having a samurai that's black is, is one thing for me but uh, also having lakeith stanfield as being part of like the the, the main protagonist like that mm. that really sells me for this whole project uh, so yeah it's gonna be uh, anyway but yeah it's gonna be lit so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, i've got april 29th in my calendar and i'm waiting um, i don't watch as much anime as i used to but I'm, i'll make an exception for that one what people yeah. are there's gonna be a lot of controversy behind this. I can see it now. About what's going on, so I hope mm-hmm. there's controversy. I hope there's gonna be, it, I want there to be discussion because why is it 2021 that we're first finding about um this black skin samurai? Mm-hmm. It's historical right. fact, agreed. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we've been, we've been that's a great thing to back it up, like yeah. the fact that it is historical fact. So, anyone complaining, please direct them towards the historical fact. Yeah, I can't or, wait. Or it's gonna be awesome. wall to talk to. Yeah, yeah, get ready for it. Don't plenty of talk. I'm ready. I'm ready. You said it's coming out April 29th. Mm-hmm. And like that, that's that's really cool because like I'm really pumped to watch this. But there's also a movie on uh, Amazon Prime I'm ready for. It's called Without Remorse with Michael B. Jordan. So having this come out like the 29th and that comes out on the 30th, like I'm really pumped to see both of these things. Nice, good yeah. stuff. Forward to that. Nice, but yeah. Um, let me just speak to the audience. So yes, gang, that's all the gaming news that we have for today. But right now, we're going to go on to our next segment, which is activities of the week. This is where we're going to talk about spoiler-free discussions about what has everyone been reading or watching or playing, and we're going to start with our guests. So um, let's start with Buna. What have you been reading or watching? Reading. Oh Lord, have mercy. That's that's like a loaded statement. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like one of those dudes that will get a Kindle and have like four or five different books that I'm reading over the course of like five years. Probably. So yeah, I'm gonna spare you all that discussion. But <laughs> one thing I have been playing like intensely um on my on my laptop is uh this 4X game by this indie group called um Let's see, what are they called? Fractal Software or something like that. But there's this 4X game called Star Sector. And they've been working on this thing for almost a decade because it's like a really small crew. Mm. But it's such a sandbox that, you know, it's like I could play this game for like 10 hours straight and not get tired of it. It's It's an amazing game. Right now it is. Okay. Yeah, okay. right now it's okay. still PC cuz you know the developers have been working on it for so long and everything and I think right now the stage that they're in they're trying to work on like 
a cohesive storyline so that it's less just jump in and survive and do everything. But yeah, it's I think it's still I want to say it's still in I can't remember if it's alpha or beta. I think it's in beta right now, but it's like 15 bucks on the computer. And yeah. um yeah, it's great. It's not on Steam. It's on their own, you know, it's like on their own developer and stuff. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that that is like saving my gaming life right now between that <laughs> and Outriders and Call of Duty. That's basically all I rock right now. As for the Kindle, I know Annabelle's like an anti-Kindle, anti kind of she wants to book in person. So I'm gonna save you and spare and try and like <laughs> calm Annabelle before she says it, because I know that Annabelle gets um a little crazy when it comes to people mentioning Kindles. But yeah. D, how about you? What have you been what have you been watching, reading, or playing? Um, reading. I've been reading DC comic books um since Rebirth. And Rebirth came around at 2018. I've been reading yeah. all the issues of DC comic books on the DC app. So I've been reading all those, trying to catch up on everything. I, I always give myself like a year buffer when it comes to reading comics. And I think I'm catching up to where we are now. But I also been jumping ahead. And then I read uh, Future State. Future State is pretty much like a jump into the future of DC comics. Of uh, seeing Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and the Green Lanterns and everyone else like uh, hop into the future. And seeing like what a possible multiverse type future could look like, it, it was more like a teaser for the fans to like really get into what's going on into that world. And uh, then they 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 brought us back to the time that we were reading before, and told and they told us pretty much that this could happen, this couldn't happen, but like something will happen that's going to change everything. And the multiverse is canon in the DC universe, so like the dark multiverse, everything that's else world, all those stories are intertwined into the DC universe now. So like everything is canon. Everything is canon. And okay. it's fun. It's like, it's a real fun ride. Uh, gaming wise, I've been playing Angry Birds on my tablet. That's about as far as I've been going. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Beautiful. Throw them back. <laughs> Throw it back. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to the DC comics, is it before or after Perpetua? I just need to make sure. Uh, I'm, I'm right. I'm right smack dab in the perpetual when it comes to the oh. like the rebirth stage. That's like I'm like smack dab. Like she's awake. She's uh she's talking about the multiverse. Like like yeah. the anti monitor, the monitor, and like the world forger. Mm. Like they're all like about to take her on. That's where I'm at right now in the series. Okay. And uh, all the villains are getting superpowers from uh from Lex Luthor right now. So it's yeah. crazy. It's it's pretty wild. Yeah, I actually have to go oh, back wow. and read all of them. Yeah, the real question, though, is is it, is it before or after the Snyderverse? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I tried to, tried to break away from that. Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> How about you, uh, Blood? How about you? What have you been reading, watching, or playing? Uh, I've been reading, you know, the new box of the back of Lucky Charms and Foster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very, very interesting facts there. Um, so, and I'm gonna put this game out as a disclaimer. I mm. would not advise anybody to play this unless you want to break your system. I've been playing this devil game. I need to find the founders to this game. It is called Cuphead. Oh, oh nice! Oh, I love that game, man. Love it. It's a good one. You know what? If you whoever said you loved it, I'm not gonna call you out. But you <laughs> <laughs> listen, you love it in retrospect while you're playing it. You hate it and everything about oh, it. Better than DuckTales. There's that. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm at the end of it. I'm at the Dice King. Then once I beat the mm-hmm. Dice King, I'm going to the Devil. But before the Dice King, everybody on that map. Whew, this is this show is rated PG thirteen. If you if you play it, don't blame me for playing it. I told you not to play it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I love I, Cuphead, man. That artwork is bonkers. Gorgeous. <sighs> Absolutely gorgeous. Agreed. Music oh yeah, I that too. The music, the music and the gameplay. I, I love the details, but playing the game. I, I was gonna call Middle and Gamers. It's like, hey, do y'all got the cheat code for this? Because I need I know. <laughs> I That's saw right. um, I saw Laura and Donovan streaming this, and I could understand the fury because I could see them getting angry. Like I could see, I could see behind the mask. That's the best part. I could see behind the mask. Oh, yes, right. sir! Oh, like we've never been so quiet on the stream. You know that we're raging <laughs> when we're sat there dead quiet, and when we finish the level, we're not even like, "Yay!" We're just like, oh, exactly. oh, oh. "It's done." You go, it's done. Yeah. go to the stream. It's like, "Oh, this is serious." They're not joking. Nothing. They are really focused. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the stream. That's all y'all can get from out from out of here. Yeah. Welcome to the stream. Hush. Be quiet. Be your comments in the box. You're not saying nothing else. <laughs> that's, it. Um, that's basically how I feel when I play any kind of from software game like Dark Souls or Sekiro. That's just mm. you, oh. you're just angry, and you're just like that's, it's like I get that way I with Splinter Cell in that moment. Next yeah. level, that's catch like on the spy game. Like, I get that very same way. What? <laughs> any any spot like Splinter Cell, high anxiety mm. with that game. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. To me, it's like when I come back from work and I'm really tired, and I put on this game, and then that's like one hour in, I'm like. Is this game actually fun? Like, am I actually having a good time? Like, I'm thinking oh, about it. Like, yeah, I have been there. Yeah. Everyone's had that conversation. But yeah, that's exactly what I feel. I have been there so many times. And then you ask the question. You ask the question to yourself, like, did I really buy this? Did I use my paychecks to buy this game? <laughs> <laughs> you question yourself, Anzi. What have you been doing? Um, I mean, it's Apex April. April is now Apex April, so all things Ape, um, Apex this month. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've christened it. I've dubbed it. I'm claiming April for Apex. And I so... dig it. I like it. Wow. I'm your whole brother, and my birthday's in April. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> April. You've got the last day of April. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> you warned. Wow. I, I, you know right, what? Yeah, yeah, I hope you're hearing that. Yeah, what you call it? He lost the brother by getting the studio, so I hope you're hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about you, Laura? What are you doing? Uh, so at the minute, we are kind of still making our way through Persona Five Royal, yeah. and we have oh my goodness, over two hundred hours in, and we finally got to the 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 extra content, the royal yeah. content. Yeah. So for people who don't know what Persona is, it's daytime. You're you're a kid. You go to school. You study. I'm not kidding. You have a part-time job and you have yeah. friendships. You have to go out and meet your friends and talk to them. No oh. joke. And at nighttime, you're kind of like, you, you, you it's like... You, you summon demons yeah. to Whoa. fight the devil, basically. Yeah, yeah like, that's, it's pretty wild. Wow. Yes. That's pretty much it. You know? Typical, <laughs> J- typical JRPG. Yeah. Typical. Turning on his pipe before. That got dark. But, um, but we have... <laughs> we've got to the point where we're 250 hours into this yeah. and we just want to see the end of the game now and as Laura says it's it's Japanese RPG which means we have to sit down and, and talk and, 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 talk, and, and, and talk, go over and so much dialogue and it's Oh man! At the, at the end of it, I'm just like, I just want to shoot the guy. Like, it's interesting though, because 
Exactly. <laughs> um, it's a really good game, um, but it kind of started a conversation uh, within our own tiny community mm. about, uh, you know, DLC and should you really be paying extra on top of something yeah. you've already bought? Yeah, because like, the way this extra content has been implemented into the game, uh, as much as content as there is for the base game, they've not done it in possibly the best way yeah. so it's kind of like a, a re, it's not a remake but it's a it's a it's the ultimate edition it's like yes. a collection so you get like an extra chapter and you get a, a new person but throughout the whole of this game the last 190 hours we haven't had this extra person in and they want us to uh if we want to change costumes or buy more demons we have to use more money we've got to yeah, pay 15 exactly. 10 pounds an extra 30 quid if we want that bonus uh, but yeah, it's 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 been an experience. I just want it done. Though, to be honest, <laughs> I want it on my hard drive. Like I could have picked up so many different hobbies, skills know, instead. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here we're talking about the Snyder Cut being too long. We sunk two hundred <laughs> hours into one. Two hundred hours, Laura. Two hundred yes, hours. I know. <laughs> my to my eternal shame. <laughs> Y'all are better than me. I can't play games like that. You be reading. That's like, bro, I just want to kill you. That's all. It's cool what you're saying, but you know, at the end, you know, I'm going to hit the X button and you get popped in the head, right? Okay. Just <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing you can say that will save you. But yeah, um, that is actually another good idea. I don't know if people know, but the way I feel about DLCs is like I've got a very hard stance on them because I remember the days mm-hmm. when. When I bought a game, that's the game I bought. I bought that game, and that's the I game. know, right? Um, right. Mm. So I understand that you know uh, the game industry is developing, and then we need to be able to um, fund these kind of massive um, teams that are behind these kind of games. Oh, is that your ju- is that your justification to actually buying like the the microtransactions? Is that just your? Alan hasn't the bought game? a microtransaction um, DLC for. And years he has yeah, the hardest I'm, in the world. I'm a hard <laughs> like, to my own detriment I'm a hard on it but there's I'm I, this is like another de- like another podcast where you have to discuss like gotcha. and con, yeah. but this is it's, it's just too much to like try it's just too much nuance on it to try and um, just say that DLCs are bad or DLCs are good and going mm. forward from there but um just a justification for yourself gotcha yeah pretty much <laughs> But yeah, I'm kind of on that same uh, line, honestly. It's one of those things that I, I, on a principle, I'm not a fan of DLC Mm. and uh, I don't like how the industry seems to use it in more recent times. But it definitely is something worth more discussion, isn't it? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Donovan? What have you been up to? I finally watched the the, Sopranos. I forgot about that. I I love HBO and um, like. Uh, I, I just found it free online, so I was like, "Why not? It's old. Surely nobody's <laughs> going to kick down the door and get the content." Like, and it's 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 really good. It's it's honestly like quite mint. I thought it was going to be just about a mobster doing mobster sort of things, but no, it's about him and his family life and how his anxiety stops him from like uh, like doing his job and yeah. at work and whatnot. And it's also about his relationships with his uh with his mother, his uncle, and his sort of like under sort of beings yeah. as well. It's a really good series and, yeah yeah it's, it's, it's amazing Can I ask, like a, does it feel dated to you um you know what i was saying it to laura and i think it's perfect perfect perfectly encapsulated in that time yeah i i don't think it's old or, or like really dated i think this is early 2000s do you know what i mean they're, they're i mean they could handle some of the topics a bit better but it's good to see them talk about particular things that happened during that time yeah. like you know 
Um, but uh, but no, I don't think it's too dated. Uh, cinematography wise, I think it's good, um, like like TV sort of drama. Like if it came out now and they were like, look, this is a this is a uh, Italian mobster drama set in the early two thousands. I could I could buy it. I could buy it being filmed and shot now. And the one thing um, I kind of like about it is that it encapsulates uh, maybe a way of thinking at the time. Yeah. So even if things come up that it's like, oof, that's weird. That's kind of weird to see on TV yeah. these days. But it's still very true of the time. I, so I think it was quite well done in that respect. I think the stuff that they mentioned, we kind of, we, we, we more expect it to be spoken about and, and going over now. But, but back then, I bet they probably winced, mentioned yes. it, and then just left it like yes. there. So like that's that whole situation. So I don't want to talk too much about it because spoilers. I do recommend people watch the show. <laughs> no, it's, it's amazing. But like some of the things, it's like, oh, boy. Years old spoilers. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> someone will be mad. Yeah, yeah, someone will be mad. Will be mad. Will be but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I watched The Usual Suspects only two years ago, and it hadn't been spoiled for me. I got away oh, wow. with not knowing what the reveal was. Amazing! Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I missed the what film? Usual Suspects. The usual. Oh yeah. Okay. I was so happy that I, no one had ruined it for me because There's so many spoilers about that too. Wow. It, it really mm. is. Fair enough. Good reveal as well. So I would say, yeah, spoilers. Even if it's four years old, like <laughs> never know. <laughs> That's us at the NBA team. We are always considerate of everyone now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, as for me, um, I've been watching the Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney oh Plus, and mm. when I tell you that that series, it's six episodes, but it's not enough. Because mm. some of the things that they're covering, like Isaiah Bradley, where we have Captain America that was experimented on, he was locked locked away. There's just, there's so much in that. That's another podcast, basically. I think. <laughs> yeah. It's another podcast, because there's so much to digest and unpack. I ain't gonna lie. That's a... Uh... That's a whole three day podcast right there. I got. I, I have a lot of questions about this, sir. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know that kinda... all, all the difference, like uh, memes and like uh, promos that people have been talking about, is what got me to watch the show because one division didn't really sell me on the whole Marvel TV shows, but like seeing the memes, hearing you talking about Arthur Bradley and like uh, all mm-hmm. that goes on with uh, with um, Sam Sam Wilson. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. it, it sold me on watching this show. Like and it's like you said, it, it's pretty really. Similar. You know what's amazing? I WandaVision blew me away because my wife hates all the Marvel stuff, doesn't watch any of it. But when she saw WandaVision, she was in one hundred percent. I had a different reaction to it. Much different. Hmm. I didn't No, I like I like both. I'm a sucker for Marvel. So I'm a sucker for Marvel. So I was gonna watch it regardless. Okay. I think with Captain America, there's of the of like the three main like you got the, the the big three but of the three you've got the um like the wizards you got the swords and then you got the the tech which is the iron man but captain america was always felt more grounded to me in the real world so when they did this mm. when they did the falcon and soldier and actually following the lives of sam wilson and some of the struggles that he's going through i'm like yo this is starting to hit close to home for me and it's like even in the marvel but they don't and what i liked about it is they didn't shy away from it this is just the reality of mm-hmm. the situation at hand in a Marvel universe. So yeah. Sounds good. yeah, it's very grounded. I've always liked Captain America movies. So I do not I do not care for this new Captain America. I don't even call him Captain America. That's the insult. This is like a all oh, the new guy. Version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> US yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
let's not get into spoilers because that is fresh. Some people haven't even watched it. Like that was the, yeah. the, the latest episode was yesterday, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, should call it? But that's from comic book law, so that's why mm. I'm I, right. That's yeah, why I try not to, um, yeah. You're a surgeon. Yeah. He's a he's a kind of a jackass now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hope, I, hope I can say that. Oh, that's PG enough. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I don't okay. know if it's me, but he just has such a punchable face. Like when I first I saw it, I, yeah, I <laughs> right. great casting, very great casting, exactly. Like excellent acting. Excellent. I'm like, sir, yeah. I don't know what about you, but I just feel like I just need to pop you in the face. Why? I don't know. You just, you just I got that exactly. Face. Yeah. Spawn, it is spawn. what it is. That's right. He needs to be in that uh, uh, that dodgeball game that just came out, so you can throw. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a chair real quick, but anyway, uh, but yeah, that's why I've been missing. So that's yet again another podcast where we have to just just unpack all what's been happening in the Falcon and Little. But yeah, that's what I've basically been doing, just digesting everything, and then also researching some of the things that have happened and where they take the inspiration from when they write it into the story. So I've also been doing that. But um, yeah, that's is that is that doing. is that does that enrich the experience for you? Because Doing that with TV shows, like looking to like the actors and like and things like that is fun. But like, does it enrich like to find out more about these shows on the side for you? Um, it's more of like it's not. I don't research the show per se. I research what it was inspired from. So when Isaiah, okay, spoiler for episode two, I believe when we talked to Isaiah Bradley, which is um spoiler, big spoiler. So if you are listening right now, you don't want to be spoiled about the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Please skip forward okay <laughs> spoiler spoiler warning over so in episode two <laughs> he talked to isaiah bradley who discusses him being imprisoned for 30 years after they um he took up the mantle of captain america like in the comics it's basically one-to-one of what's going on where he was imprisoned for taking up the mantle of captain america during the korean war i think and what they did is they didn't want a black person to be so um to be a symbol an icon that would rally around behind the black movement as well so the Pepsi imprisoned him uh. and then experimented on him. This is in the real world, like I'm talking like real, real world issues. This is actually uh, reminiscent of the Tuskegee Airmen who were also experimented uh-huh. on. So uh-huh. in that reality, it doesn't enrich it for me because I call it what, what I study is I call it um, alternate history where it's not the history that's really taught in mainstream media in mainstream schools in the West. So uh. When I have that kind of knowledge, when I hear these kind of stories, that means I know that someone's taken the time to research it and they've done it right and they've handled it with nuance. So, like, I think it was uh, um, The Watchmen with Regina Hall where there was the, um, I think it was the Tulsa Massacre, where the police Tulsa were... Massacre, yep. right. the black and no one knew about it. Like, all of yeah. mainstream, they're like, what the hell is this? What happened? It's like, oh, I knew about it. So when they showed, I'm like, mm, people are going to be mad. Like when I saw it, because I knew that even though it's a comic book show, it's reflective of the reality. So I knew that when it came up, I'm like, yeah, people are going to be mad when they see this. But it's yeah, Lovecraft Country did this, did uh, about the same thing. They did. Tulsa Massacre and Tuskegee experiments and everything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, they, they touched the on all that yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So this is what is the like the alternate history that no one really knows about the West because it's not really taught in schools. And it's like, it's never even brought up in like Black History Month where. It's like we only have that one month to do that. Like, I don't want to get on a tangent, but yeah. <laughs> basically, no, I, I, I appreciate um, the insight. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, it does enrich it for me because it means that 
someone's taken the time to study the history, which is not really not readily available. So I knew that they took time to study it. So I appreciate in that term. Like when I see a really good gym body, like I don't respect the body, I respect the time that went into making that body. <laughs> if you get what Bravo. I mean. Bravo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I like Very that. True. Yeah. I like how you put that because you don't want to get me too. But yeah, thank you. We're <laughs> <laughs> slowly making a list else, of things that we need to make a podcast oh, yeah. about. Like this is just several of the podcasts being brainstormed here that we need to yeah, do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <then. laughs> let's actually go. Uh, we've got a, ma- a mad class. <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> yeah. So let's go on to the main, like the main meat of the of the podcast about PLCs making their own communities. So. As you know, MG is dedicated to increasing diversity and inclusion in the games industry. In addition to all that we do to make this happen, we will also be conducting um, a series of interviews or roundtable discussions with various people of colour in the games industry to highlight and promote all the work that they do. So in layman terms, we are talking to people who personify the value of men, of men and gamers. So we're going to be talking to Blowdover, BJ and FT on Nerd Talk. I'm always a sucker for a good introduction story or good origin story. So Let's start with you, um, Blood. What set you down the path to building your own community? Uh, for me, that's the uh, growing up as a kid. Um, I I knew I was kind of a little bit weird and different from everybody else because of the things I like. Mm. My mother introduced me to my first fandom, and I still had his fandom today. I'm actually mm. still wearing the PJs, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm. Y'all don't judge me, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but and then from there, then. Introduced like going up in elementary, playing Sega, Super Nintendo, watching Power Rangers, mm. um, Pokemon, Big Bad Beetleboards, and talking to my friends in class about all this stuff kind of incite me because I like I used to write stories like matches of stories and everything, and then got more older, I had to change that persona because it wasn't cool to talk about you know Power Rangers. Mm. It wasn't cool. To- collect Pokemon cards then because you know other things was happening like you know basketball games football games trying to talk to girls mm. going to dances and um getting to high school seeing my friend what he was doing he was dressing up as characters I never knew what it was so he came up and talked to me his name is, his name is Static Jones Static Jones cosplay and he was telling me it's cosplay you know you dress up as your favorite anime character hero on the book you read, and you could dress up and be that person. I was like, okay. So I seen him again at a convention in, here in Birmingham, Alabama. It was called Magic City Con, and it was like a whole new world for me. Like the stuff I used to grow up with, I'm actually seeing it now at a, at a place that's in public and people are actually having a good time with each other, regardless the skin color. But that was like the good side of it. Mm-hmm. Then when I start going to more conventions, I'm starting to seeing the darker side, you know, the bad side to it as, you know, people, the non, non-POCs mm-hmm. are coming up to characters, black people, saying like, well, that's a good cosplay, but you know that character is not black. That character mm-hmm. can never be black. That character doesn't have dark skin. I'm like, oh, wow, this is this is really happening in the nerd community. That That mm-hmm. is crazy. So... I just feel because I, I love people. I got like a care for people. I'm a people person. I was like, you know what? I just want to do something just to connect the black people that are nerds to each other. They can mm-hmm. venture out and let them know that, you know, they are they are not by themselves, that there are people that look like them that loves it just as much as they do. So what can I do 
being a black man, being a black man that's a nerd in America too, reach out to everybody and let them know like, hey, this person like the same thing you like. And they start brainstorming on some things, on some names and blurred over. I just came up with it. You know, at the time being a blurred was on the come up as a term, but it was still kind of kind of out there. People were still mm-hmm. learning the term and everything of what a blurred is. I say it's a black nerd. That's really it all it is to yeah. it. And I took that name as I blurred over as to the catchphrase takeover, but I just put us okay, let's take takeover. I put blurred over. I said, huh, okay, that's that's catchy. I, I guess yeah. I could I could go with that. And you know, this I'm I'm a big comic book fan, so I got like a comic a comic pop um cartoon bubble. I said, let's put it inside there mm-hmm. and and you know how comic books they had these bright and vivid, you know, bright and vivid mm-hmm. colors. Like the colors more than anything in the comic book, the colors are gonna stand out to you. So make it a bright color that is gonna catch people's attention. It's like, okay, that's unique. What is that? And ever since then it stuck off of their head. I'm glad I done it. Nice. And that's to bring a community together and let and let people know it's a safe haven. Like I came like once I was made it, I met I met y'all. I never thought I would talk to somebody that's across <laughs> the seas because of what I'm doing. That is amazing. I was like, wow. I'm like, okay, they middle than gamers. They across the sea and they play video games. I was like, that's unique. So let me reach out to them and see if they want to have an interview with me. And when y'all say yes, I was like, oh my God, that is like crazy. You want to talk to me. And I'm from America. I was like, wow, okay. Um, I guess I'm doing something right. <laughs> so ever since then, it's just been a it's just been a blessing. And I never and I appreciate every step I took. And I, I regret mm. nothing on this journey. Blurred over when they came when we when we first heard about it, we were also inspired because me my, I know my sister, she's a big fan of going to our MCM Comic Con, which is the equivalent over here across the pond. So mm-hmm. we like dressing up. Um I last time I went as static shock. And then she went a storm. Like you said, there is there is an abundance of racism within the nerd culture, which surprised me because I assumed that they were ostracized. So how can they mm. then ostracize someone else? So that is how mm-hmm. I that's like um like a malfunction in my head that wasn't really computing for me. Where it's like, well, you know how it feels like to be shunned away from outside society. So why are you shunning someone else away? Exactly. But yeah, so thank you for that. Thank you for that. Okay, let's go over to um, BJ. What What is your origin story? Woo. Um, yeah, I'm old. Just put that out there. Uh, <laughs> in my 40s. So um, my, my biggest thing is since like the early 2000s, I've been a video game writer, um, kind of, you know, on the side. So I've written for a lot of uh, different online magazines, um, mm-hmm. Heed Magazine, Black Girl Nerds, uh, Fan Bros, or For All Nerds at the moment, mm-hmm. uh, Gaming Precision, Black Nerd Problems, The Black Geeks, just all different websites and stuff. And since I've started, um, I've pretty much seen how the gaming industry has gone from, you know, putting a lot of their marketing and and all of those do- dollars into magazines and and other forms and everything and seeing how it's transitioned from primarily gaming journalism to streamers and influencers and everything and um 
for a long time as I've been writing, you know, I've been trying my best to not necessarily make a living off of it, but just, you know, try to get paid <laughs> to some degree and maybe even write for, you know, IGN or GameSpot or GameSpot or something like that. And um it kind of came down to a point where once I was getting close to doing that, that's kind of when the whole Twitch and Mixer thing just kind of exploded. Um, and everybody started going to those uh, those areas, those um, uh, that that mode to try to discover new games and promote new games and that kind of thing. So um, for a while there, as I started streaming myself, I started recognizing uh, just certain communities that were popping up um, the the whole, you know, like I said before, uh, black Black Girl Nerds, I Need Diverse Games with Tanya DePas. I love her. If you don't know her, you got to follow her. She's awesome. (laughs) And, um, you know, just so many different communities popping up. Um, Girl streamers and and, um, you guys, Melanin Gamers, Mm -hmm. and um, just so many different groups that were basically pulling together, um, you know, Black streamers, black creators, black influencers in trying to give more of us a voice in that space. And um, I just kind of saw that a lot of these different groups, um, you know, they just pulled from different areas. And I wanted to try to pull together a community myself that I called Black Nerds Play that wasn't necessarily um, intended to uh pull people together, but more just a reference to kind of help new streamers get into streaming, get information about it, uh, to help them become more professional, to help them network, to kind of help them um, get just resources that they need so that they can achieve, so that they can get better at it and just understand what this space is becoming and how powerful it is and how much money so many others are getting for it. And I'm like, you know, there needs to be a way that we can get a lot of these black streamers and, um, you know, minority streamers to get more of a voice, to get uh, more connections and that kind of thing. So that's kind of been where my headspace was in Mm -hmm. creating Black Nerds Play, basically. Thank you. I really like that because um, a lot of it comes down to, like, we actually, like, we don't know the path. Like a lot of that, like right. we will. Like I'm really surprised when people like when we go to schools and stuff, and it's like, well, how do I actually do it? Like, what is the actual fundamental way to do it? People have a lot of like ideas and like um, uh, like a lot of hearsay, but no one actually tells you. Listen, go to point A, then you go to point B, then you go to point C, and then that's right. how you then start it. I, not to cut you off, Alan. I think also in terms of the logistics. I want to do these things, but like, how do I do it? Do I need a degree? Mm. Do I need a course? Do I need this? Like, there's still a lot of um, understanding that isn't there. Even the opportunities that people don't know that they can take, you know? Yep. Mm -hmm. Really, really, really needs to be trumpeted much, much more. Mm. So, um, thanks for that, um, BJ. Now, how about you, Dee? How did the FTO Nerd Talk, how did that come about? Um... I had my, my daughter, Willow, uh, she's 10 year, 10 now. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's kind of like started the birth of FTNR talk. Um, 
I was a single dad, um, mm. had like share custody, and I needed an outlet because I was a musician before, and I set aside being a musician, and I wanted to focus on just uh, being a dad and doing music. Mm. And I did that. I, I made FTL Nerd Talk. I wanted to do news, but I wanted there to be a black face part of it. I wanted to do uh, like nerdy stuff, talk about like what's going on in the comic books, TV shows, movies, uh, cartoons, mm. animes, all those things. Cause that's that's what I've loved. Like ever since I was a kid, I used to be big big part of like the GI Joe Transformers world, big nice. '80s kid, and uh, the PSAs really really stuck with me back then. Mm. I know like uh, a lot of places made fun of those those uh, those those PSAs and like telling kids like what to do, what not to do, but like that that resonated with me. And I wanted knowing half the battle, and I wanted to share that with. Uh, <laughs> I just heard what you said, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it, you're right. It is like and, and knowing is half the battle, and like and like that that resonates with me, and like I put a lot a lot of that 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 saying into what I do when it comes to FEO nerd talk, and uh, I just I just want to make a space where my kids can be happy, like to be themselves mm -hmm. and not go through what I went through, where it was, uh, I was the only black face in the uh, circles of nerdom. Mm -hmm. I was the only black person doing X, Y, Z when it comes like to being part of the anime crowd or the comic book crowd. And mm -hmm. my story is a lot like, uh, Micah, some blurred over. Like, you know, I started reading comic books when I was a kid. My mom introduced me to Superman and Batman with the comic books, even though she didn't read them herself. Like, she thought that I would like him, and she wasn't wrong about that. And uh, it got me into it. And watching the animated series, the X-Men cartoon shows, I took it upon myself to go to Blockbuster and like, start renting like old <laughs> X-Men <laughs> videos. I, uh, I got into like, the whole the cartoon series of, um, of anime shows that I'd never heard of and just popped them in and watched it. And just, like, it, was a, it was a story of one for a long period of time, like me growing up and getting into that stuff mm -hmm. and the communities that I try to get myself inside of you would always see the racism inside of it and I've always been a person who has a zero tolerance for racism and mm -hmm. I feel like that that reflects on me um growing my brand FTO because mm -hmm. uh I have no qualms to like kick someone out or block somebody for saying or doing something that's oppressive towards any marginalized group because we're not going to grow if we keep letting people say or do things that, uh, yeah, that that's, that keep us down. And I don't mm -hmm. want I don't I don't want any any part of that in any type of community that has like marginalized people of color, LGBTQ, mm -hmm. or people who are trying to find themselves and don't want to be oppressed. That's uh that's a constant theme after another talk, and it's a struggle to keep it going at times. I'm not going to mm -hmm. lie because having these hard talks all the time because that's a lot of what I do also is have like the hard, the hard conversations, putting like the hard subjects out there, and mm. uh, it, it it's hard like to be sunny and bubbly to talk about the cosplay, to put the joy, like the black joy out there, and like yeah. still do, um, like the real serious hardcore stuff that people need to see. Mm. It, it's hard to balance that, but uh, it it needs to be done because this is our history. Exactly. And we don't want it to be like how uh, how Alan said. We want we don't want it to be alternative history. We want it to be mm. history. So I, I I love seeing like the content that people put out there. I'm more of a connoisseur, and I'll admit that. Like I I am an artist. 
I do know how to create art. It's just uh, sometimes it's not about me. Sometimes it's about like the other people, and sometimes it's mm -hmm. about putting them in the limelight and giving them the spotlight to yeah. uh, to shine themselves. That's why like I had such a good time talking with you guys last time when I had an interview with you. It was it was a blast talking with the both of you and uh, yeah. seeing what you guys were doing and how you guys operate because like that's what FTO is about. From like it's seeing like what mm -hmm. people are doing. Like, what are yeah. you guys trying to do? What are you guys like, going to next? What's uh, what's the future like for you? Like, how like how did the past like create your future or create like your now? And yeah. I feel like I'm rambling and just going on and on, but like, like <laughs> all, all, all that is like is what goes on through my head when I create uh, anything that comes to FTO. Like, it's all it's a whole long process, and I always try to think about what I do before I do it. And uh, like, it's me and my wife who uh, usually like dictates or. Like puts the the content out there, and mm -hmm. and it, it's it's a never ending battle. Like yeah. as Superman likes to say, it's a never ending battle. Yeah, and never ending fight. Yeah, I, and I'm yeah. Not, I don't want to um, stop. Exactly. Yeah, I don't want to cut you off. But um, there are several things that I wanted to raise. The, the first thing was that it's absolutely imperative that the next generation does not face the same struggles that we faced, which is they won my watch. Mm, exactly so there's definitely that element of why we I, th I would say all of us are doing this is to make sure that some of the experiences that may have they could have shaped us for the better or for the worse these are still experiences that I don't think anybody should really suffer from like the kind of the isolation that sometimes can happen even though there's if it's, it's a weird feeling that like when you're the only black person in the room and it's like there but there's so many people there but you still feel alone. So there's that kind mm -hmm. of like that double, that double consciousness that you've got going on where it's like, even though you know there's a lot of people there, there's still that isolation, that that isolating feeling of um, will these guys ever truly understand me? And it's more of a way... survival mode for me. Exactly. To be really honest. The second part is, yeah, I actually, I, I completely understand when it comes to like your mental well-being, when it comes to the heavier topics, because I normally say learn how to rest, never quit. Because there are times when, like, a lot of the research I do for Menlin Gamers, I have to dive into some of the most, like, the most foul things I've, like, I have to read and, like, report on. And it can take a toll on me because it's like, it's not all, it's not, like you said, it's not always sunny and bubbles and um, good times ahead. Sometimes some of these things that, like, words hurt. And it's like, when I, yeah. and I, I, and I see the hurt that's translated when, um, on these forums and stuff and i'm like how are there people out here that actually believe this kind of um, that drivel and so it's it can be difficult to maintain your well-being but like i said sometimes if i need a day for myself i take a day for myself and i'm like let me get my head because i know what i'm doing is good i know it's needed so i need to understand that as as long as needed and it's good i need to make sure that i can um sustain it and make sure that there's an actual change at the end of it so that I would definitely um, say that to anybody that's actually going through any of this kind of thing where like just learn how to just take care of your mental well-being first before you even try and start I fighting. I wish I could give battles. you pointers on that and mm. I, I, uh, I'm still figuring it out myself so if, uh, if you guys have some pointers for me on how to take a break I would take really a break. appreciate it. <laughs> yeah that's, that's the biggest that's the biggest and best point is take a break sometimes like like this entire panel here like we're all here fighting the same fight, fighting the good fight. So me knowing that, I'm like, I can sit back for a bit and then let someone else take up the mantle and then go forward because I know that deep down we're all fighting for the same thing. So that is my best advice, knowing that there's other people out here 
doing the same thing as I'm doing. So that means sometimes there are days when it's not all about the struggle. I just want to sit down and I want to rest. I want to play a little game here and there and I just want to relax. So that would be my best advice to anybody. Just understand. And it's a hard thing. To, it's easier to say, harder to do, knowing right. that like when you're feeling lazy, when you have a lazy day and you're like, I shouldn't be feeling this lazy. I shouldn't be doing nothing. I need to be out there doing something. But what people don't understand is sometimes doing nothing is doing something. Just like having a... Like you have really doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just let your brain shut down for a bit, you know. Understand that people got the fight. That people got your back. That's what we're all here doing. But yeah, um, I feel like this is a good time to... Anzi, just give it like a brief interlude of how MG started for us. Oh, okay. Um, for us, MG... We, we had, I guess I had different ideas as to what I wanted to do in terms of trying to create diversity. And I have a lot of friends who are gamers. Also, my brothers are as well. And we were always talking about the fact that we needed more diversity in gaming. And just different, I, I suppose different things was motivating me to start a community. Um, the fact that there, there did need to be more representation. But it was the needle, I guess the needle that broke the cam- camel's back. I mean, there were several needles. <laughs> um, it was, Alan was actually playing Overwatch. This was like several years ago. He was trying to make Grandmaster. Mm. You know, Overwatch Grandmaster is like the creme de la creme. Mm. He was on okay, let me just, let me just, what you call it? Let me just interlude right there. Okay. Basically, Championship, winning football, like it's, it's... No, that's that's the top 500. But basically, I, in my head, I was like, if I can make it to Grandmaster whilst having a job, that means I know I could have made it to top 500 if I spent all my time on it. So that's why, that's where the, um, the, the drive <laughs> came from. But yeah, Anna, go on, sorry. <laughs> so he wanted to make it there. And his own teammates, his own, not even the enemy team, that at least I could have maybe thought that. But his own enemy, his own teammates being racist to him and the others on the team were just like, oh, it's fine, it's nothing. They weren't sticking up for him. And my sister, who is not a gamer at all, told him to pause the game. That's how little she knows about gaming. And yeah. she told our parents, and obviously our parents didn't like the fact that Alan was, you know, spoken to like this and banned him, him, Alan, from playing the game for three months. Mm. He did not make a master. And <laughs> <laughs> Adam... This is a racist uh, topic, so sorry. I don't mean to make a joke <laughs> of it, but go on. Adam, our younger brother, was getting um, bullied in primary school and he he didn't want to say anything about getting bullied because he... From watching Alan and how that worked out, he thought that the person being bullied gets punished. That's how he saw it. You know, the victim got punished in that situation. So he didn't want to say anything about him getting punished in real life. So that had real life consequences in terms of actually this is not a good way of thinking where the victim always has to be mute your mic, do this, grow thick skin, da 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 da. All these things are always geared at the victim of a situation as opposed to getting rid of the bully you know it's always everyone should talk oh you just online gaming is hard it's just rough it's it's just that's how it is that isn't something that i can get behind if something has been some way for a long time it doesn't mean it still has to be that way no mm. things can change and should as well and that was one of my motivating factors for starting mg because i was like this is people can't think that way it's not a good way to think you know you are the problem when you're actually the victim of this circumstance and And the real problem are the trolls get rid of them (laughs) we can all enjoy gaming peacefully that was one of the reasons why i created melling games 
these uh, wonderful communities were out here fighting a very similar, essentially the same fight mm-hmm. for my diversity and inclusion in any all the um, creative spaces that we've just mentioned. This is for everyone, but I'm going to go individually from up for our guests. Now that you've established your communities, what do you think your communities actually means to to the people that you try to represent? Like, I want to have a more positive light on this. So um, let's start with you, Bled. What, is, what do you think your community actually represents to the people that you represent? It's promote this to be yourself. And you shouldn't care about what the world says about you because it's your life and you have to live it. You have to live it for yourself and, mm-hmm. life and not anybody else. And just know that you have brothers and sisters in this with you and you're never alone and you're never by yourself. It's nice to hear that it's okay to be ourselves rather than how society wants us to be and how we have to like, it's like a square um, square box in a round peg where we have to make so many adjustments for ourselves just to fit in and just to be accepted. And then right. I think for your, what your community is offering is just like, just, you know, just be yourself. Like, just, you know, no one's That's judging you. gotta just be yourself. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Okay. Make, it, make yourself happy. It's so simple, but it just feels... In this climate, it feels so so much, so much harder than it should be. But yeah, I like that a lot. Let's go on to you, BJ. How about you? Well, my group is still kind of new, I kind of feel like. So um, I'm uncertain how people view my community. But I know that my driver for it is there's a lot of opportunity in this space, um, in the gaming space, just in the streaming space in general. And uh, there are a lot more mainstream companies that um, are starting to see the value in influencers, especially influencers in gaming. Um, And I'm just trying to do what I can to help minorities in streaming um, get that bag because there's too much money flying around for it not to fall on us. And I've seen way too many streamers making millions and millions of dollars. And I'm like, okay, where are all the black streamers that are making millions and millions of dollars mm. off of the same thing, doing the same thing? And that's my goal. That's what I kind of want Black Nerds Play to be. Just even if it's a small window, just a window into helping people get to that point. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I think in a 2018 study, the gaming industry made more than the film industry and the music industry combined. Yes, sir. There's money to be made, and by all means, we want some of that money. <laughs> right. <laughs> no ifs or buts about it, especially with the amount of us that are actually in this um, in this space. Right. But um. But yeah, thanks for that. That's I really like that a lot. Um. Uh, let's go on. How about you, D? How about you? What do you think your community represents? Um. To you, I think. Um. Uh... I think my community is a, is a mix of what uh, Micah and BJ just said. It's, um, mm-hmm. My community is a lot of fighters in my community. Uh, a, lot of, a, lot, a lot of content creators in my community also. A lot of people who are creating art. Even Micah himself said to me when he, when he was on my show uh, that, like, um, for some reason, I inspire people to, to do more and do, do something on top of what they're already doing and, like, uh, to see that in themselves. And... Uh, it's, it's still a lot for me to take in. Even Navy Montel recently said to me on a on his podcast. Uh, I'm not sure how I'm doing that for folks. Uh, it's nice to see that I am doing that, but uh, it's more of like a people get that spark inside of them. Like you know, enough's enough. 
Um, like that, I want this to be my career. And like, like DJ said, there's there's tons of like finance out there for everybody to make, mm-hmm. and it's not coming our direction. And it should be. It really, it yeah. really should be. And I think a lot of people are seeing their work when they when they hang out with FTO. And I'm glad. And mm-hmm. I hope you okay. keep going. Definitely. I feel Anzi, how about you? Like as much as this is an MG podcast, what is what do you think um our community represents? Um, I mean, this is what I feel like I and I hope MG represents to people, which is a safe space for people to come together. And I really meant those words when I wrote them. I want people to not have to feel like have to mute their mic or sort of be on eggshells because when I'm gaming with randoms I'm nervous my nervousness or anxiety I guess is twofold it's from are they going to be racist even if they're not being I'm almost waiting for it I'm nervous because I'm just like this might happen or they actually have been and I need to report them and blah 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 so even if they're not I still feel it and then when they are it's like oh my gosh or if they're sexist they find out I start speaking and like oh my god you're a girl it's like oh my goodness so and every time it happens it happens so often i just i want mg to be that space where you you can just speak freely don't have to have Mm. that anxiety on both fronts as a woman as a person of color as any anything however you identify you just know that you're in this space you're protected you can just game that's what we really want to do just hang out and Mm. game and a lot of people when we first started why does it always have to be a race thing or or, or a gender thing? We, oh. You know who wants to talk about racism the least? The people who are going through it. I don't want to talk about it every single time. Fuck, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely correct. Like, how they can deal with these racists? <laughs> we will never speak about racism again if they stop being racist towards us. I, I That's a promise I can make. I'll never speak about it ever again mm, if they will stop <laughs> like that so i want mg to be that space for people where it's just like it's just you don't have to worry you you don't have to have that nervousness about you you can just because we're gamers at the end of the day and that's really what we want to do you know also i want it to be a place where people can know they can network they want to get into the industry that sort of thing this is your go-to place where you can do that and it's just it doesn't have to be so it's on different it's multifaceted uh, it's at the end of the day, it's a gaming community. You can just feel safe and comfortable. But you can also, if you're actually trying to get a job here in the gaming industry, we can help you sort of navigate, you know, the different things that you may not know, opportunities and stuff like that. Mm. Yes. I, I didn't know that part. Like, I'm gonna keep that in my my head for here on. Thank you for telling me that. <laughs> cool. Um, networking gang, you see, it happens everywhere. All right. Um, <laughs> We're going to get onto a slightly more, um, I don't want to say darker because I hate when people keep um, relating darkness to badness, but I'm going to say a more harsher topic, which is um, the opposition that we meet when we create these communities. And I know that actually, I don't want to put words in people's mouths. So I'm just going to ask the question. Um, we'll, we'll start in the typical order. Um, Blood, do you, have you met opposition to your community? And this could be in any kind of way, whether it's someone... Um, being racist or someone saying don't mean it's race things or you know the, that dog whistling language where it's like do you feel that there's been um opposition to your community oh from the from the day i created blurred over there i already been catching it and it's from people <laughs> it's like oh 
And it's come from the people that's non POCs. Oh, you trying to call division? You trying to put us against one another? I said, mm-hmm. No, I- I'm not. You need to tell some of your counterparts. They need to watch what they say and stop putting black in front of the character. That's um, the that's the that's the PG version. I'm gonna say that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, um, thankfully, I've had the whole Little Wayne experience when it comes to this. <laughs> black nerds play thankfully i mean it's it's still kind of still kind of young still kind of small so not that many people have really um jumped on the bandwagon or started throwing darts or daggers or whatever my way but um i'm i'm ready for it you know i know it's gonna come uh as i grow or whatever because you know just in terms of being in the streaming space and um the mm-hmm. podcasting that i've done um i've 100% gotten it there. Um, I used to do podcasting live and, you know, I used to do it with a cam on at the same time. So, you know, in, just in that respect, I know that it's going to come just in terms of it being named Black Nerds Play. So I'm ready for it. You know, just like y'all, I'm a soldier. So come with me. Hey, Bunny, well, once you get a chance, once it's over, hit, hit me up on IG, all right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about you, um, D? When it comes to uh, nerd talk, do you ever feel there's opposition to the community that you're trying trying to create or trying to represent? Um, <laughs> after what I said before about the origins of FT, I'm pretty sure you guys know the answer to that question. Uh, yeah. FTO was pretty much. I, I know it was inspired by my kid, but uh, it was birthed out of uh, being excluded mm. by having the N word shoved in my face constantly, especially during uh concerts or reviews of shows and things like that and uh uh yeah yeah <laughs> not, not 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 just from uh from from a majority of white people also like from like some people who look just like us saying derogatory mm. things about us and like uh i, See will, that. I will blast them also to be honest with yeah. you so like uh <laughs> uh <laughs> I, I I have zero tolerance for oppression. Zero, ab- mm-hmm. absolute zero tolerance for oppression, and it was definitely burst out of that. And uh, it still comes. Sometimes I won't. Most times I don't. I don't. I made a new policy for myself. It's that mm-hmm. uh, I don't argue with bigots. So I would just block them. Good advice. Uh, I do. If it gets too heinous, I let people know. I have like a a couple of group chats that I'm a part of. I. I Send people screenshots, like let them like, hey, this is a person you guys should look out for. If they come across your path, just give them a block. Don't even don't even converse with them. Just block them and have it be that because, like you were saying before, Alan, like we don't really. It's it's hard to manage that 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 self care, that self uh, self feels that you have when it comes like the, the juggling the the dark side and the sunny side. So at times yeah. it just it's good just to. Do like what uh, Micah does and just put a blast in a post. Like, yeah, hey, this person said X, Y, and Z. Go block them. That be that. Like, and I'm glad Micah does it that way. I yeah. can't do it that way, but I'm really glad that he does. Like, he he does the thing that that I don't think I can do, and I'm very appreciative of Micah when it comes to that because he he takes a different approach, and I think people really appreciate that. Mm. And uh, I know that that's not like really what you asked me, but yeah, I we I do see it. It's constant. But uh, I try to make sure that that people still feel feel like themselves inside my community. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's there. But like, it, it's it's a lot of different ways and tactics to handle it. I pretty much 
take it as it comes. There's no real set rhyme or reason like to how I approach those situations yeah. when it comes out. Okay. I'm going to do what's called a pro gamer move. I'm going to answer my own question on behalf of Annabelle. <laughs> so for us, when it comes to milling gamers, um, before lockdown, when we did things in person, people tend to be very receptive towards us. So we didn't really find opposition um, in person. When we did, it was very few and far between. And after a while, like you said, it was kind of, it came kind of redundant because it's like, they didn't come with facts or like, like a, a well-reasoned argument. They just, they just wanted me to say what they were saying. And they just wanted me to say, repeat what they said in a different voice and they just wanted me to agree with them. they wanted a yes man to be like oh maybe you're right blah 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 and wanted me to stroke their ego but definitely in the online community there is definitely a it's a different breed that's basically what i'm trying to say like anzi can back me up on this like some of the things that we've um seen especially when it comes to um the stream when it comes to the stream team some of the comments that they would receive and we have to be quick with it because Anzi, like, and and Anzi, you can speak up because I know that you handle a lot of the stream team stuff, and I know that when it comes to the comments that we receive, it can be some of them are out. It's it's beyond your imagination. You know, I think I have a very good good imagination, but some of these comments is just like Mm -hmm. IQ levels have to be in the minus because. It's insane. And just to say it so brazenly, which is something mm. I think is generally wrong with social media in general, the anonymity of it gives people free license to just say whatever they want without any sort of repercussion whatsoever. And it emboldens people to say things, you know, more and more. Half of these people wouldn't, 99% would never ever say this thing to someone in real life. Yeah, facts. catch me outside, how about now? Hard facts. Yeah. You wouldn't do it because they would be punished for these things. You can't mm-hmm. go around. And, and people mistake free speech for one, hate speech as well, and also repercussions. Oh, you can say what you want, but there's going to be consequences to your action. Go on and say whatever you like. <laughs> there will be consequences. <laughs> and with online, there isn't. Which is why people just, I'll just make a fresh account. I'll just make another account, another account. We had the same mm-hmm. guy in three times under three different accounts in one of our streams. Why was, was that determined. even possible? Or she, that- we don't know. All I know is they possible? were determined. They were determined to be an absolute troll. And it's why I remember them right now, still. Because that is how much impact that they had. And that's why I my block game now has leveled up. I'm not even trying to engage in a conversation with you anymore. Block, block, block. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you went through that. I'm glad like you you persevered past it. Like, don't let that person mm. inflict your life that much. But I'm sorry you had to go through it. We understood that this came. It's sad because, in one hand, we understood that when we made this community, because that's why when my sister came to me with this community in the very first time, I'm like, we're gonna make some enemies in this gaming space mm. because one thing I know about gamers is that we don't like change, and not in the sense of. Um, like Call of Duty um, 4 to Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. I'm not talking about that kind of thing. I'm talking about like anything that like um, disrupts the feathers, the kind of status quo that's been formed, any kind of change, even if it's a tiny bit, people will fight to death to maintain it. And I think that could actually speak to the larger society as a whole, where if you try to change the status quo, we're going to be in for a fight. 
that pushback can be mm. exceptionally strong. And I thought I was prepared, but these trolls, just, yeah. they are strong. But obviously we have to be stronger. Yeah. And I don't always like putting some members of the stream team up to that because when you're always at the forefront, it's a lot to handle and to take yeah. as well. Um, and I just, this is why we're doing this because it shouldn't be like this. This shouldn't be the norm, you know, where yeah. this is just how it is online. This is just how it is online. That excuse is not, yeah. it's not, it's not good enough for me. No, Agree. No black streamer signs up for racism when they start streaming. No, because no, yeah, they would say that that's just part of the job. What job was this like? What job would you ever apply to that had on it? They face racial, sexual abuse, transphobia, homophobia. I'm like, who would sign up to that job? That mm-hmm. that wasn't part of the job application when I saw streaming. You know, and so when people say that, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's not part of it. It's not. It shouldn't be the norm. Yeah. Um. I, I say I say constantly like this, this, and like I I hate to like to clump us all into this, but this is a war, and like we, that's what mm-hmm. we're fighting constantly. It's yeah. is a war. No, it is. It is. It's definitely a battle, and we have to have you know everything in our arsenal ready because they won't give up that space at the table. Yeah. We not only need to create our own tables, we need to be t- getting space at their tables too because yeah. we've had enough of this and. We'll, we'll make sure that we are seen and heard as well. You're here. Big facts. Precisely. Facts. Um, oh, damn it, BJ, you took one of my talking points for um for Blair because I was, my next question is um, <laughs> advice on how to overcome the barriers and hurdles. And I wanted to talk about how Micah just, um how Blood puts them on blast. I'm like, it's so refreshing. Like every time I pick up my phone <laughs> and I just scroll through, I'm like, he's, and, and then there's like, what you call it? Um, when he says, um, if you see him, avoid him. Or he said, he goes, there's like a little catch line that um, Blurred does where it's like, I'm going to make you famous. And it just puts, like, I don't understand. I don't think I understand how much it warms me, like to my core, <laughs> how nice it is to see. <laughs> I'm like, oh, another one taken down. I put my foot. It's like, you know, you know what it feels like? You know, when you flip over the pillow, when you wake up, you flip over the pillow to the cold side, you go back to bed. <laughs> That's what it feels like. <laughs> that's what it feels like. I'm like, oh, that's nice. But yeah, so um, yeah. Uh, to you, Blurdover, I just wanted to say that um, um, to you, Blurdover, what is your advice on how to overcome some of the barriers and hurdles that you faced when building this community? Like, um, like your sister said, basically, everybody's IQ is in the negative. I'm going to tell you, that's a lie. Everybody who's racist IQ is in, a, is in the alphabets. So, that's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's just sometimes you just... Listen to people. People sometimes don't really deserve your energy. They just mad because the joy you got, they can't really get that joy because what they going through. And in this community, we always put style, we always put grace of everything that we do. So, somebody mm-hmm. come to you and being ignorant, you know, either one or two things. You can come to me and I can make day A famous. Or, hey, if you can handle it on your own, just do it. Block them mm-hmm. and keep blocking because it shows if if you don't have people coming at you in this community, it means nothing. You're not doing something right. But since you got all these people saying things about you, guess what? You got their attention. You are doing something great. And they trying to mm-hmm. they trying to get that out of you and say, okay, this person, okay, the middle of the gangers, they becoming too great. So let's go ahead and tour them and let's try to get to a certain point so people can see who they really are. But you kind of like, 
dude, like, you, you need to because I'm not really finna give you my time of day. So you could keep trying and keep trying to keep trying, but you would not going to get no response mm-hmm. from me. And the response you get, I guarantee you, you do not want. <laughs> I like that a lot. So gang basically that translate is if you don't want nothing, if you don't start nothing, there won't be nothing. <laughs> That's basically what the translate. Is. Um let's go over to you, BJ. How about you? How would you advise um someone else wanted to try and advise on overcoming barriers and hurdles? Um probably the biggest thing, and I'm I guess I'll probably echo what a lot of you guys have already said, but um it's got to be expected, you know, when when you know that you're doing something impactful and you know that you're doing something that's positive, that's going to lift up people that haven't been lifted before. The opposition's going to come because they don't like the change. They feel as if your ascension means that they are going to be thrown down or something like that. There's plenty of shine for everybody. And the only reason why we are pushing for diversity and inclusion is because we're not getting the shine that we deserve as well. Mm. You know, it's just an opportunity thing. Everybody wants the opportunity to shine and all of us here. That's really what we are all trying to do. Make certain that we all have an opportunity to shine and that we're helping each other lift each other up. So it's, it's kind of one of those things. It's, it's to be expected because they they fear change. You just have to be brave. You have to recognize that the toxicity is going to come. Block them as fast as you can and take solace in the people that are doing the same thing. Network, you know, get with people that um, are positive, that are doing positive things and aren't so negative all the time and be around them because that's what's going to push you to keep going, you know, seeing other people's light, seeing other people's successes and um, not necessarily grabbing their coattails or anything like that, but at least just recognizing that, you know, you got to get rid of the negativity and just be around people that are striving to do the same thing that you are. That's where a lot of the energy is going to come from. Yeah. The support system is definitely there to, um, to embolden you to make sure that what I'm doing is right. And I, I deserve to be here. Right. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that. With uh, you need to have to, you need to have a support system in place to make sure that you don't lose your mind. Because sometimes it feel like you're Oedipus and you're just pushing a rock up a mountain and it just keeps falling back down. But you know, that's right. Just, just recognize you're not alone. There's a lot of us out there. Exactly. Just gotta connect up. Form like Voltron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I like that. How, that was a good comparison. Yeah. How about you, D? When it comes to uh, advice to overcoming barriers and hurdles, to be honest with you, man, like like the truly, truthfully honest is uh is posting everyone else's stuff. Like that's like when I when I feel that that crap coming on me, like uh, I try to find like any creator that I think is like just like killing it and put them like on a shine, man. Like honestly, like I I try to do different things like to do that, mm-hmm. like to put it out there. But uh, I see someone doing something great. And like I'm having a rough time because someone's like you know giving me or someone else in the community like a rough go. Like I I kind of mm-hmm. combat it with joy, like honestly. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there's tons of different cosplayers, tons of different artists out there. Uh, I've been trying to like put more gamers out there too. Like whenever like someone does mm-hmm. something that's just like just just 
ruining the mm-hmm. mode or trying to destroy the world, I combat it with joy. That's that's all I really got. That's what I did as a kid. Like watching yeah, TV is. shows, cartoons, like you get it, Micah. Yeah, just gotta just relax, man. You just gotta put that, that goodness out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Um, Anzi, how about you? Advice on overcoming the barriers and hurdles? I think in terms of overcoming barriers, always make sure that you are um, mindful of your small wins. It is difficult what we're doing. Um, What we're doing is humongous. What we want is equality. That sounds almost too big to hold in your mind, but break it down into different things, different, different, different things. And if you've impacted one person, that's it. You've done your job. What a saying that we have is you have to leave the world better than you found it. And if one or two or three people are left better because of something that you've done, you've done your job, you know? And those, those your, if everyone is doing small, 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 different, small changes, that is how we actually make a huge change. Yes, we do want the really big wins. But the little wins, like slow and steady, also wins the race, you know? Mm. Um, and I say always be mindful of that because the negativity can be a lot and can be daunting as human beings we always dwell on that oh my god you read like 20 good comments what that one comment and you just focus mm. on it <laughs> it's just like you keep looking at it but don't forget those 20 people who came in and said really nice things and are like they're grateful for you and those things so make sure that you also dwell on that as well and mm. you have a day where you actually do you know what we were able to do this i'm glad for it you know yeah you know I don't know how people will take what you just said, but honestly, like that's that's what I've been going through right now. It's focusing on like on all the positive stuff and mm-hmm. trying to internalize it as much as I possibly can because mm-hmm. it's those one or two people who like get hooked on what I'm saying and they run with it and they they get inspired and do something else. Like that's that's what's been trying to fuel me. And I've been trying like not to get an ego about, about stuff like that and just try to like be myself at the same time. Because the world like will, will make me want to use my ego instead, but like what you just said is what I'm trying to do, and it's helping me a lot. So like hearing you say that, thank you so much for saying that. Oh, thank you, thank you for saying that. See the little wins—that's what's mm. important. And trust me, I I can understand that, and it's it's important to focus on that as well because we have spoken about a lot of the things that are difficult. So it's good to speak about the things that are are you know hey, this happened and we're talking and we have this space. And thank goodness we can have this space. Like when I was a teenager, I would have loved being able to talk so freely about gaming with other people who just get it, you know? So mm. I'm glad mm-hmm. this moment. Actually, um, I want to go on to the positive aspect because we've, um, we've been talking about like pretty heavy stuff, but the communities that we've built, what, have, what, what, what was the positive that has come out of this? Like what was the positives and the, the positive feedbacks that you received? Let's start with you, Blood. Um, it's just hearing like somebody like coming from deep to your nerd talking. You know what I'm saying like what I'm doing is good. Wish I, you know earlier that something like this could have been established. Hearing mm-hmm. stuff from the older generation mm-hmm. of what they've been through and what they went through, and that's hearing them telling you that what you're doing is great. Keep it up because we need we need safe spaces like this. That's kind of overwhelming because if it wasn't for D, um, maybe Montel, real woman of cosplay, cosplay Annie, mm-hmm. none of this would be possible because they were the original black nerds before Blur yeah. became a whole movement. So that's hearing that, that's from getting their history and what they've been through, that's uplifting. 
like your sister said, like it's the small wins mm. you always have to appreciate because once you get to that major level, you come for that major goal, you'll know how to accept it when it happens mm. for you. Yeah, I like that. It's good. It's it's nice being recognized for the achievements of what we're doing, especially by the old guard. But yeah, I definitely agree with that. How about you, BJ? How was the positive any positive feedback for for you for your from your community? Yeah, um every once in a while, you know, I have just scripted tweets that I put out on Black Nerds Play that are, you know, they just recycle and have little streamer tips here and there. So a few times a week, I'll get somebody that's like, just got on Twitter, just got on Twitch or something like that. And was like, oh my gosh, that's a great idea. Or yeah, 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 yeah I need to do that. You know, the, the confirmation that some of the tips or some of the things that I'm trying to share or some of the streamers I'm trying to uplift or groups that I'm trying to uh, promote. Uh, just like you guys, Melanin Gamers and, you know, everybody else. It, it It's always a good feeling to, to hear people say, oh, yeah, yeah, those guys are great. Or, you know, that's a great idea or something like that. And I get that every once in a while. And that, you know, that kind of fuels me to say, OK, I'm I'm doing the right thing. I'm I'm actually uh, putting something out there. It's nice to just sometimes it's it's good to know it, but it's nice to actually hear as well. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about you, um, D? Here, like honestly, like uh, one of one of my big things that like I love seeing all the time is seeing Micah when he reached ten thousand. Like I was, yeah. dude, I was, I was, I was pumped. I was, I was jazzed. Like he, uh, he did it. He did it. He, he, he set his mind to it. He got the ten thousand, ten thousand likes, like ten thousand followers on his page, and like uh, he still got his TikTok going strong, and and like. Most people may not think that I see this, but I see like when I when I usually start something, a lot of folks like uh, see what I'm doing and like they they get that that kind of mentality and like I get that. It's not like I'm stroking my ego, whatever it is that's not like I'm doing. But uh, like I, I hear people telling me like, like I'm a I'm a motivation for a lot of folks. And again, don't know how to talk about it, don't know how to go about it, but uh, I see it and like seeing people go on TikTok and spread themselves out and showing like their artistic flows. Uh, I see like like uh, nerds and hip hop, like doing cosplay and TikTok videos. Like I've never seen that dude do that before. And he's doing it now. And he's having fun with it. Laughing himself yeah. up and having a good time. Like, and like that, that kind of stuff there. And like seeing like uh, more cosplayers like venture out and do wild and different things. Like uh, Nop3, like she's, she's doing like some crazy stuff right now. And mm. It's so fun to see people just like just spread themselves out, not and talk about the community. Honestly, like like the community does this for me. The community like really helps me out. The community like really keeps me going. And I may not be as strong in the community as uh as some folks, but I'm here and people are having fun and I'm having fun inside of it. Mm. And the, the bad stuff, the negative stuff does happen, but like the positive stuff is all over. And if we can keep putting like the shine on that. Yeah. And like uh, come together when the negative stuff happens. Like it's 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 a good vibe, man. It really yeah. is. I know I sound like I'm a little bliss right now. I'm not, but like it's, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a good vibe. And like and people just wanna just wanna have fun. Like I think like we're getting to that point where we're all just having fun. Even if if mm-hmm. uh, even if you don't get like 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 the the bank that we should be getting, which uh, we should, but uh, 
even if we're not like we're all having fun like and like that's that's the big part of it like first comes the fun then comes the profit and like and then comes like the stability with all of us and that's that's what I that's what I really want to see man like that's that's one of the main goals like the validation is cool the validation helps me keep going but like uh seeing everyone like having a happy fun time and that's that's like yeah. that's the bread and butter for me at the core of it that's what we really yeah. we all really need but yes definitely um how about you Anzi? for MLN gamers that kind of positive things that we received has been um overwhelming i want to speak for annabelle because i know she's going to try and play it down because i know she's a pagan and i know she likes to do that but (laughs) (laughs) like the last international women's day panel a lot of the members on the panel and in the comment section themselves expressed gratitude to anzi simply listen they said simply having annabelle in their stream makes them feel appreciated and noticed and they went so far as to call annabelle an avenger like, I don't know how much respect we have to put on Uh-oh. these okay? That's amazing. That's so sweet. Oh. <laughs> oh, Annabelle, yes. Um, Response. Yeah, I, I am grateful. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm, I am very, very, very grateful that in this whole pandemic here, I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Like that, but we were able to turn things around and honestly i'm so grateful for the mg team the stream team everyone who just helps meddling gamers you know succeed and be the the place that people want to hang out and chill that we're able to do these things that we have such big ideas and we're able to accomplish some of those ideas you know um mm. it sounds ludicrous when you even think it and you're almost nervous to I gotta have this idea. Should I? But there's people out there who will support your idea, who will champion you, and I am grateful for all of those people because we need more of those people. I saw Blood Devil when you got ten. I was like, oh my god, congratulations! Mm. I am happy like that. We're all sort of climbing and we're all going towards a space that we're making it. There's more of us as well, and I'm just, I'm actually very, just, just honestly very grateful and. It's also a humbling moment when people speak to you like that. You know, you're like, oh, wow, they, they're noticing that we're doing something and they're doing it as well. And it makes me really happy. Just just warms me up inside. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to know that um, a difference is being... <clears throat> Sorry, I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm speaking to myself, but I'm just like <laughs> reflecting internally. It, it does definitely feel nice to know that, you know, having that kind of positive influence in the world and then it being like shone back at you can really feel mm-hmm. it gives you that warm fuzzy feeling inside it's like yeah, yeah I'm, I'm doing true. something right prospects for the future so are there, what what is going on so this is this is the like the lead up to the question what is going on what's what do what is there how do i phrase it um in the future is it, thank what, you what's the future coming <laughs> Christ, thank you. I'm trying to like, I'll try to be cool about it in my head. I'm like, oh, let me say this. But yeah, basically, um, let's start with you, Bled. What's what's next for you? Uh, what's next for me? Um, so far, this to uh, well, I'm already established as a LLC nonprofit. Once the yes! pandemic is down, yes! it's it's the uh. <laughs> It's to go out to the community and then 
give back and just to show people, you know, we are more than cosplayers. We're more than gamers. We still human beings and we love our community. Mm. And I just want to give a special thanks to everybody who donated to um the cause of my state has had a bad tornado and I asked for the community to help us to donate a few things along with our stuff just to give back to the community, like for water bottles, towels, rags, mm-hmm. toothbrushes, anything of that nature, because a lot of people here in my state lost everything due to these tornadoes. And it's mm-hmm. and this is a very bad time for Alabama. It's tornado season and everything really doesn't go out when this happens. So mm-hmm. it's basically like getting to the community. Um I'm trying to, I, would have, I really want to work on an event where I could get cosplayers and game streamers to come together and we can go visit Children's Hospital or to run the McDonough House and just spend all day with the kids. So that's kind of like my mission now just to keep doing that towards the, headed towards the future. I like that a lot. Dude, that's, that's what I'm talking about. I hate to chime in, but yeah, it's Micah. That's, dude, <laughs> you're always doing it, man. Like, keep going on, dude. See, this is why I love D. That's Go because on. of that energy right there. D right there. See, that's why I need that energy. See? Dude, you're, you're killing it. Dude. Now I'm energized. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You, you do this. I can't do this. Like, I'm not good at stuff like that. But you, you are knocking it out of the park, man. Like, I'm I'm, I'm so happy for you. And we will uh, definitely. Definitely. Um, How about you, BJ? What's next for you? Oh, what's next for me? Wow. Um, just, I guess, continuing to, to build the community. Um, uh, I, I think my biggest step is, you know, getting people to help out. And because um, one of the big things that I'm really looking forward to do is, is trying to pair some of the resources that I've made, or not resources, but connects that I've made um, with just uh, public relations, um, with different... Um, publishers and um just trying to use those resources to kind of um enhance the visibility and the reach of you know the black nurse play community trying to get it to a point where they're like oh look you know they're big enough where if we want to actually do something meaningful you know when we're trying to talk about um, we support Black Lives Matter or diversification or whatever, rather than just putting a hashtag, actually reaching out and trying to, you know, do something, spread it around, give more opportunity that, you know, it'll that the group will actually be a window or an avenue for them to do that. So that that's kind of my next step right now, just kind of getting it to that to that stage of it being a lot more meaningful. Okay. How about you? How about you, D? What's next for you? First off, BJ, you're getting a follow on Instagram after this, man. Like that's that's all. Awesome. <laughs> that's what I want to hear. Uh, awesome, appreciate it. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm doing a lot, a lot of what BJ is doing. I'm not. I, I wish I could be doing what Micah is doing. Like I can, I can help out and promote. But like that's 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 the next goal for me. Like is do more promotion. I'm trying to work with indie comic book creators and. Uh, Trying to sell my advertisements that you guys probably been seeing out and about. I'm trying to trying to make a profit from that by helping out uh, indie creators. I want to do the same thing with uh, indie gaming music composers. I want to put more of them on the spotlight and write, pro- probably try to like uh, enhance my my skills that way. Because the gaming community, much like yourselves, like uh, I got drawn to the melody nerds like 
like at Melon Gamers, like when I first saw you guys pop up and mm. like you guys like really stood out to me. Like you you were putting out like some positivity, you were putting out like a, like a good vibe. And I've always wanted to do more with the gaming. I used to be a hardcore gamer, but the the gaming gamer gate kind of like took me right out of gaming. Yeah. Like no no offense to you guys. Like I know you guys are doing your thing, you're you're fighting that, but like that gamer gate really put a sour taste in my mouth. And mm. uh I want to I want to put gamers on the front on the forefront. I want Twitch gamers to have more followers than they have. I know uh, Little Chaos. She just got uh, Facebook approved, and I try to put her on blast as much as I can. Also, I try to put her like in the forefront, and like I just I just want like I want to put more people out there. Uh, my wife tells me that like people come to FGO Nerd Talk because like it gives them a voice to to put it out their platform and like. So people can hear what they got to say, and I want to do more of that. But part of me got to get over myself a little bit when I do stuff like that. So, like, I want to do more of that. I want to do more visual contact when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to try to make a profit from this this year. This is my second year, like being an LLC of F2 Nerd Talk, and uh, like I just I want this to be a business. Like my goal is to is to have a bar. Like that's that's my that's my goal, like a lounge bar, like an FTL nerd talk lounge bar. That's mm. and like in like the key to the social media you going and you go from there. See, she's Amen. getting into it. Yeah, like there you go. Oh, like preach, bro, preach. There you go. Like, yeah, yeah like, that's the vibe, man. Like, no, no bigotry, no, no hatred. Just uh just come and hang out, be cool. Let's like let's let's just nerd out, you know. Yeah, we're going to move on to the next segment, which is the listener questions and feedback. I know that Laura and Donovan have been looking at the, um, the listeners' questions and feedback, so I'm going to let them take over. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Um, we've just kind of been uh, sitting back and really taking it all in. It's been amazing yeah. listening to your experiences, what you guys are hoping for, what you've been building towards. And, uh, you know, well, the mic's been on mute. We've been talking about uh, some one of the two things that you mm. mentioned, and one thing I would love to hear your opinion on is uh, we've mentioned, all of you have kind of mentioned about, you know, the kind of toll it might take on you trying to deal with people on the internet, dealing with, you know, bigots and people t- saying terrible things during streams or, you know, even on your own team where you're playing something online. What would you think that platforms can do better? Like, what do you think Twitch can do better? Or what do you think any kind of streaming service that we currently use can do better to address that? Because it's always going to be up to you know community um creators to monitor the community but i personally think that we need we need more support from twitch we need more support from these platforms to do that especially Mm -hmm. now it's just more and more the more it gets on the more embarrassing it is to see that they just let this happen and and just having such poor excuses of no resources no no money and as alan said earlier the gaming industry is making more than the entertainment industry the music the, the the movie industry so it's it's embarrassing now but yeah what would you guys like to see what should be the methods or the systems or the new personnel that these organizations should bring in that's the well basically like some of these platforms need to do better and need to really read their guidelines of what is offended to the community because i think some of those don't even really read it all the time because some of the stuff like for example had this um Nerd crazy core eight rapper, crazy eight to great. His whole account mm-hmm. got banned over something he was promote his music, and they didn't give him a warning anything saying it goes against the community guidelines. But how? But you have, you know, mm-hmm. you, you have females, you know, 
shaking their butts, showing breasts and everything. Little girls at this point, but their profiles are still up. Does it seem right? So this, they need to stick by and stand by their community guidelines that they're going to do everything by the book. Mm. So a little bit of continuity when it comes to and consistency when it comes to the the guidelines that they sometimes set out, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one way to go about it. I say another way to go about it is to uh, listen to the people who are calling out these uh, infringements on Bible guidelines and uh, going from there because I ban people all the time. Like they when they say the N-word or when they say like, you know, horrific things and do horrific, horrific things on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Like I'm constantly reporting people and I constantly get told like, these do not go against our community guidelines. And, mm. and uh, like, uh, again, I don't, I don't speak out as, as vividly or loudly as uh, Skip or some of the other ones out there, but uh, like it, it, we got to start listening to the folks who are saying like, like this going against like the norm and it's infringing upon mm-hmm. us and our businesses. So that's that's one way that we can possibly try to change it. Like, it's to keep mm-hmm. talking about it until things start to change because that's the only outlet we really have. Yeah, when it came to consistency, I, the one thing, it, well, I don't know how recent it was, but the one thing that, that was really weird that really stuck out to me was like, the N-word was ban- wasn't banned, but the word Karen was about to be banned. And we were all like, how does this make any damn sense? How are you talking about Karen? When the N word has been said so freely, it's like I'm just I'm like, what? There does seem to be like a lack of willingness to engage it from people like from platforms like Twitch. Sometimes I feel you know when, exactly like words like Karen talking about being banned, but you know how many times has Annabelle sat and had to write out reports and mm. uh, you know, ban people? And Annabelle, I know you're fantastic for actually providing detail and making sure these people get reported for their terrible behaviour and. I don't feel like we're getting anything back from Twitch in terms of a real response to manage their own platform and this this absolutely terrible behavior. Transparency. Mm. They need to be a lot more transparent about that process because, you know, just like with everything else, when companies are talking the talk, there needs to be some kind of action and they need to show what their process is and have something more than a 1-800 line or a email or something to voice your complaints. You know, they need somebody that's going to speak on what they're doing and regularly report on the changes they're making and how they're going to make it better. Because, you know, just like you guys said, a lot of times people will get blocked. Somebody will get banned for a reason that you don't know. And it'll have, you know, it might be like a little email and said, oh, you were banned because some generic, you know, statement or something like that. And you can't figure out what exactly it was or what it was about. And they they just got to do better on that front. Mm-hmm. And it's not an indictment of Twitch per se, but it's definitely a lot of these platforms. As well. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. All the platforms, they all need to do that. I think TikTok is a big, big, big proprietor of that. Mm. Mm. Anyway, I'm sorry, um, Laura Donovan. I'll let you guys take take it from here. No, no, it's it's all good. Um, it's just really interesting to hear you guys take on things. Mm. Um, did uh, did you have any uh, thing to follow up with that? Uh, one? Again, and it, I feel like we we've, we've you've spoken about everything in such detail as well. I yeah. feel like I'll be going around in circles. Um, 
Oh boy! Um, <laughs> whenever I get in a corner like this, I always fall back to my sub and dub argument. Oh <laughs> and yeah, because <laughs> I am on a on a mission to prove that that dub is better. But that has nothing to do with this and whatnot. But like honestly, there's still a lot of great that's been happening, in it and we I feel that we're making in the space of the time yeah. some progress. We're pushing it forward and we are making ourselves heard and known. And it's great that people now, we're seeing our faces out there, Johnny. Yeah. We're seeing ourselves like represented and whatnot. So uh, my hopes is as time goes by, we will get more in, in the door and we will, mm-hmm. won't will have to have these, <laughs> these conversations as much as often mm-hmm. in the near future. Um, but that's just me coming right. as, a, as a micro community in comparison to you guys. Um, no, yeah. that's that's the uh, goal, end goal for um, anybody that is in this space. Uh, mm. I, I'm speaking. This is from my, my own opinion, but our end goal is not to be referred as a black gamer or that kind of thing, like black prefix. I just want to be a gamer mm-hmm. and just be just seen as equal to everyone. Exactly. I'm not the black Constantine. I'm not the black Superman. Like I'm just exactly who I am. Period. So. Fact. And then, um, and then it's, it's it's the fact that the reason we have these spaces because people like that. You always put the color in front of everything. I said, oh, so we doing period. this game, okay then? <laughs> so let's go ahead and make our own community. Since y'all want to, if y'all want to play stupid, I'm gonna show you. Exactly. <laughs> I, I just I just had a conversation recently about uh, musicians, and uh, I posted a, I posted a gentleman who uh, did a cover of Deftones. And mm-hmm. the first thing someone said was like, wow, like it's nice seeing black a black dude like doing stuff like this. And I had to remind him that black people have been like in the creation of rock since rock has been created. So like black people have been a part of this from the get. Mm-hmm. So seeing the black person a part of it shouldn't be that out of the ordinary because like we help create rock and roll. It's that exactly. all the history that we talk about where it's like a lot of the um history of a lot of the history when it comes to a lot of the topics that are very famous and that have a very heavy influence in pop culture or it stems from black culture. So our culture has fueled a lot of pop culture, but a lot of people don't seem to recognize that, like rock and roll or how um, jazz is a precursor to a lot of hip hop and R&B. And they just think that this just fell in our hands. I'm like, oh, this is really cool. And it's, it just suddenly there's, there's I, a I feel disconnect. like I'm going to appreciate what you're saying. It's as if like black influence on all these incredibly key topics and key things is treated as an alternate history rather than just history and as things are exactly somehow it gets omitted and somehow it gets just just cut out Mm -hmm. of the mainstream story despite the fact it's a critical part exactly Ah, ah, laura (laughs) very very well said very well said But um, I just before if you were wrap this up, I just wanna because Donovan gave me a jab. And I didn't forget about it. Anime. I'm <laughs> more jab. I didn't forget. I heard you. I heard you. <laughs> I had to. Because, I'm... <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of subbed because it's better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, the yeah. dub team over here. Yeah. I'm a dub dude. Sorry. Yes. Oh. <laughs> like. Like, uh, you... I, I watch things with subtitles. Like, I watch stuff that's in English with subtitles, but that's only because I can hear that well. But uh, when I watch anime, like, it, it's... I do love watching it in the authentic Japanese uh, voice, but uh, watching it in dub is you get the full experience. You get to see what yeah. the characters are going through while I happen to look down and read what they're saying they're going through. And just, like, I, I, get the, I get the subtitle, but I'm a dub dude all the way. 
it's like, uh, no, that's that's, oh, yeah. that's when you develop the, the sharing gun. You can you can read and watch at the same time. That's, <laughs> that's where it comes from. Yeah, but, they, um, they used to give me a headache. I was like, oh, my, I used to hate to read in school. I said, I'm not gonna read my. T- <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one then? <laughs> I totally get it. Totally get it. The, the sub sometimes is critical for preserving the original, um, the original thoughts of the piece or the original yeah. intention of the piece. I completely appreciate that. But other times, right. uh, sometimes I just uh, want to watch and I don't yeah. want to have to read at the same time. I mean, you know, certain things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to cry. I'm going to lie to you. I'm, about to I'm cry. telling you, we need to take a vote with every single podcast and we're going to tally them up and then <laughs> one day. Oh, that, okay. You're going to be standing alone, dude. No, I refuse. <laughs> There's more of us than there are of you. <laughs> that. <laughs> so, so much. I'm actually like gobsmacked. Like I can't believe. It. <laughs> like, wow. But anyway, <clears throat> but um, yeah. <laughs> that, All right, um, That's a separate podcast, right? <laughs> it it is. They were Everything in front. New topic. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, with that, we've come to the end of the podcast. So um, before we get to that um aspect, I want to thank. I want to thank D. I want to thank Micah. I'm oh, sorry, Bled. And I also want to thank BJ for coming on and just explaining your experiences and just having an all-round good time with us at Meddling Gamers on this podcast. Because a lot of the things we were discussing were could well, is pretty heavy. But I, knowing that you guys are out there making a difference and just going forward and fighting, picking up the the same fight that we are doing as well, just um, it gives me hope for the future that maybe that you know. We won't there won't be another blm in the future maybe like black black history month will be black history every day you know mm. so thank mm-hmm. you for that gang so just just keep up the good work and just know that at the mg team we appreciate you for what you're doing lovely thank you appreciate thank you. it thank yeah, you appreciate for inviting me. me i appreciate it yeah <laughs> thank you i mean cause, um, cause i'm a, i'm a, I'm a nobody but i'm still I'm, I'm happy to be here sorry with 10, with 10k followers <laughs> who are you fooling yourself out like make sure that yeah. you know you're doing something i like there there was this thing where we shouldn't call ourselves small streamers you call it yourself but i think that at, at any stage what you want to call yourself you're growing you know future person future blah 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 future one million followers future just claim that and own it and it's okay right now you're smaller but you know you have a bigger picture in mind yo like we have to have enough like when you say smaller i'm like my head is like breaking apart because i'm like 10k (laughs) smaller what i'm like (laughs) i'm like can you like think about it? Imagine if ten thousand people came into your house to take a look at something you read, like a sentence that you wrote. That's basically what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, just imagine <laughs> how long the line would be outside your door. That's how I feel about my Facebook. I got twenty thousand on there. Like it's a, uh, it's like that's a good amount of people. Like you yeah. always have my back when things go down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> twenty thousand yeah. back. That's... Can you imagine? Like, you're oh, so yeah. Out here swaying elections. <laughs> 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 Okay, disclaimer, no, I don't believe in any election tampered with. <laughs> but yeah, um, 
so but yeah any, as i was saying thank you for coming on and um just explaining your experiences and some of the things that you guys have went through um okay to the gang who, who are listening in if you're if um if you enjoyed this be sure to subscribe on podcast on the podcast on spotify uh better yet go follow our socials oh before i actually say follow our socials what are the social tags for all of our guests please so we'll start with you blood so go for, go check them out yeah just confirm anything you can find us on any platform just type in blurred over and hopefully we'll pop up we'll be there so yeah blurred over everything how about you bj um I'm not in a whole lot of places because, and I hate to say this again, I'm old, so I'm not on TikTok, <laughs> I'm not on Instagram. But uh, you'll find you'll find uh, Black Nerds play primarily on um, on Twitter. Uh, that's that's pretty much where I pull it all together. And then just myself, Bunny Three Thousand. You type that in, you'll find me all over the place. Cool, cool. How about you, D? Where can where can I go find you? I'm pretty sure everyone knows that you just type in FTO Nerd Talk and I will I will most definitely pop up. I branded myself pretty hardcore out there. So <laughs> that, that he did. That he it's did. kinda hard not to see the FTO. <laughs> Mike gets it. It's hard not to see the <laughs> FTO Nerd Talk out there. So uh FTO Nerd Talk, it will it will most definitely pop up for you. I made sure of it. Mm, cool. Thank you again, all of you, for coming in to the podcast and explaining this um, this topic with us. Um, but like as they were saying, you can also follow us on our socials. We're on Instagram and Twitter, and we're actually on pretty much Facebook, Twitch. We're on all the major platforms. Um, doing this helps us and the wonderful guests reach to more people, and it helps improve the show. Don't forget to check out our latest events, tournaments, and news on the Millennium Gamers website. And I think that's everything, gang. So. Until we see you next time, gang, peace out. Later. Bye. 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 Take care.